1: Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic. And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: The great Bobby Belt. You
3: ruined the morning show.
4: Don't make me take off my belt. Don't make me take off my belt. What if Cliff Kingsbury's hire in Washington... Is not about Caleb Williams, but it's about Marvin Harrison Jr. Huh. More on that in just a second. First, Below the Belt is brought to you by Johnson Fitness and Wellness, Home Fitness Equipment Stores. So I was looking at the Cliff Kingsbury hire, and I, I think it's natural for everybody to tie the tie like make the connection of okay, this is this is about Caleb Williams. Like they they want to try and have an opportunity, or maybe they think they know something about Chicago, and you want to bring in The mind to help foster that. Well, here's the interesting thing about Cliff Kingsbury is that I know, just from talking to people around the league, (laughs) uh, Cliff Kingsbury is a massive fan of Michael Penix. Oh. He thinks really highly of Michael Penix. Washington is picking at the top of the second round. Like, I, I think they're the fourth pick in the second round. So, like, pick 36 or something like that. What if this isn't about trying to get... Caleb Williams fostered and feel like we're putting Caleb Williams in the best positions to succeed but it's about getting weapons and putting in place the best possible system for Michael Penix well do you hire a coordinator for possibilities I think you hire a coordinator I I think if you're hiring I think there's a much better chance that you feel like you are going to know what's like that Michael Penix will be available to you at the beginning of the second round than guessing what Chicago's going to do guessing that Chicago might trade out, let somebody get Caleb Williams, guessing that they'll take Drake May, whatever else. But which is the scarier proposition to you? If I say they're getting Caleb Williams at the second pick, let's say Chicago takes Drake May or they trade out or they do something else. I say Washington gets Drake May or they go for a, you know, they, they go get another North Carolina quarterback there in Washington to replace their current North Carolina quarterback. Or if I say Washington is taking Marvin Harrison Jr., potentially the best, like just overall player in the draft. Yeah. And then they're taking Michael Penix that. to throw the football to him. That with Cliff Kingsbury calling plays. That. I, mean, I think that's pretty terrifying. Pretty terrifying. I, I mean, I like Penix. I do too. I like Penix
3: a lot. I think Drake May is going to be a good player too. Um I like Penix a little bit more. Um even after he skipped the senior bowl? That 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 threw me for a loop. I could not get down with that. I'd much rather you skip your bowl game than the senior bowl. That is a job interview in front of every scout, general manager, head coach. I mean, they're all there. You get an audience. You get a built-in audience with all those guys. Now, he was there anyway, right? He just didn't play in the game. Yeah. Yep. So, okay, so at least they, at he didn't skip everything that was there. Um, but, right. you know, like Spencer Rattler won the
4: MVP of that game. That, 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 that's he probably boosted himself a little bit. Yeah, that's. I mean that's your Jets scout's favorite quarterback in the history of football, right? That's right. Uh your 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 guy <laughs> First Danny, round Dan Kelly or whatever. Yeah, that's his uh the the the, the fake the, name. Nobody's name is the, Dan the Kelly. The praised Jets scout who says Spencer Rattler is going to be Joe Montana or whatever his he's, like hot take is. He's he got reviews. Spencer as his top quarterback on the board. Do these
3: do these
2: people care that if Michael Pennick skipped the game?
4: Um I don't know if they care that they get like it's it's one of those things where I don't think they care as much when somebody sits out. I think they care when somebody perform like if that makes sense. Like I think it's just it's a boost if you play like Baker Mayfield boosted himself a couple years ago when he played. Not because of how he played, but people did say, hey, you had nothing to gain by this and you still came out here and competed and we respect that. And so scouts liked that. They felt like, oh, this is competitive fire and things like that. Whereas if somebody sits out, they go, eh, we don't necessarily judge for it. Maybe you're banged up. Michael Penick's a guy who's got a a lengthy medical history. Yes, very lengthy. Maybe they just feel like, okay, he he felt like he also played in through the national title game. Feels like I've put enough stuff on tape. I don't want to wear myself out. There, there are a lot of different things on here that they could probably justify. But I do think playing would have been a boost for him. So I don't think he yeah. loses anything by not playing. It's but I think, people, I think people would have been like, oh, okay, he, he's got some competitive toughness here because he didn't need this and he still played.
2: Bassick said Penix went to the Senior Bowl three years ago. He did. I kind of did.
3: I he's mean, a, he's, he's 25 years old almost. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's
4: about to go into senior living, not just the yeah. senior bowl. Yeah. So Him and my dad will be living next to each other. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Gosh. No, But I do I, – Washington is the team now. If you ask me – I know every year everybody's always like, oh, my gosh, Philadelphia, how he did it again, even though we're – Finding that over time Howie's brilliant takes aren't that great. Like uh, they, they, they don't play out that amazing over time. Philadelphia's trying to get rid of Jordan Davis, who they think is a bust now. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you've got old Jalen Carter hitting the rookie wall, and this didn't work out, and that didn't work out. So so the Howie Roseman genius label that sticks every draft weekend yep. is not, you know, passing the test of time in a lot of instances. But I will say
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news.
4: Washington is the team that concerns me in the NFC East this year in terms of draft weekend because they've got high capital at the top. They do have a tested front office group now that has been through the ringer and has done draft weekends and had a lot of success. Yeah, I they, worry draft, about the talent uh, they draft talent
2: evaluation. They Steph and Draymond and Clay. Right. Yeah. yeah very I mean, successful.
4: Yeah, they, they 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 do really well. I mean, look, they, they grab those guys. That that's impressive. They got Kaminga late. Yeah. You know, they did. They they've done a good job. Wiseman. But the the 49ers have had a strong track record of drafting, and these guys in that front office now have been a part of that. Dan Quinn, we all know that he's got a history of getting the most out of, like, guys that he puts on his defense. So whoever they throw at him, whoever he helps contribute, work with, and and pick players. And by the way, Dan Quinn is not going to be behind at all. Dan Quinn is a guy who has worked with the scouting staff in Dallas for several years, more than most coaches tend to. So he's got a good awareness. He gets his hands dirty. He gets puts in that work, and he has an understanding of it. And so I am concerned about what Washington could build pretty quickly. Like, I think they have – I I like what they're putting together there. You know, I think it's easy to laugh at Washington over the years or laugh at this hire or that hire that people make in the NFC East. But, but did I, you have
2: the same feeling or fear what the Giants did when they went and got Shane from Buffalo and Dayball – Try not to use last year' day ball. Um, this new group coming in, learning from Buffalo so youth I,
4: movement. I, I did, I, I did like what they were putting in place there, but their their moves after that were concerning. And like I said, this doesn't necessarily equal up to there's going to be success here. I like the initial moves they made. I feel like I understand the thought process coming into the front office for Washington more so than what walked into the giants. Like there's still the, the heavy Mara influence there. And, and there's a lot of the old head thought and they were still trying to do things like pay Saquon Barkley. And so there, there were some things there that gave me reservations, but I did. Yeah, absolutely. I did think that they, they were building something good. And that's something that has turned out that doesn't look as positive as it once did. But either way, I, I think that that's, I, I think Washington's putting the right parameters into place and, They're getting guys like Joe Witt, who is familiar with Dan Quinn, can help communicate those things. Quinn is the perfect, like, rah-rah leadership type of head coach to get those guys to rally. I I, I think Washington's going to be in a good position moving forward. Speaking of paying running backs, that's something that apparently the Cowboys are no longer going to do, RJ Choppy. Oh,
3: yes, sir!
4: Michael Gelkin wrote about this at the Dallas Morning News recently, and I think we've all, we were all kind of, perplexed at the idea of working out a long-term deal with Tony Pollard, which is something they said they were trying to do last year when they franchise-tagged him. It didn't work out. He ultimately just played played on that $10 million. But Michael Gelkin writes that Deuce Vaughn, Malik Davis, Snoop Connor, and fullback Hunter Lipke are the only Cowboys running backs under contract in 2024. Vaughn and Lipke combined to rush for 59 yards last year. That's okay. They combined to make $0. It's like an entire playoff game from Zeke. uh, (laughs) Connor and Davis have not touched a football at a game since the August preseason. To most, the group may not look like much. From the Cowboys' vantage, it's beautiful. You hear that, Chop? It's beautiful because their financial reset at the position is almost complete. It only took a decade. He says any study into why the Cowboys failed to make the Super Bowl run upon reaching the playoffs the past three seasons can and should cover several bases. One not to be skipped is how little the franchise has returned on aggressive investments at the running back position, the ramifications of which have hamstrung the team. And he mentions there, he says that Dallas could be amenable for a reunion with Tony Pollard under the right circumstances. It has to be the right price. Rico Dowdle is out of contract. Dowdle would have to be the right price. Says this is clearly a new day for the future of the running back position, one in which at least for the next few years, high price contracts are reserved for other positions on the roster. So Michael Gelkin does not write these things just as like, hey, here's my opinion piece. Yeah. Michael's writing things based off of a position of knowledge, which means the thinking in the Cowboys front office and their personnel department is right now, chop, they're not going to pay running backs anymore, right, at least good. not for the the, the near future. So good, what, good, what, good. what is a Pollard price?
3: Uh, the, the price is how much of a plane ticket out of here. That's the price. <laughs> if they bring Tony Pollard back, they've got that bringing him back at any price at any price is as bad as paying him. He can't run. He can't play. He can't pee, but he uh, can run outside. He can be your, 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 secondary back outside. I'm Draft somebody in the third or fourth round and go. How
4: much is too much for him though? Like if you say, if they say, Hey, we brought him back on a three year. What million dollar deal? Are you literally no bit? What are you literally okay with?
3: I mean, Three years. I'd have to look at the the number. Like, like David Montgomery got six,
4: uh, three for 18, I think. So what if it's three for 12? He's making four I'm million a year. You're okay with that? Yeah, I'm fine with that. Because okay. I think that may, that may very well be his market after the way he played last year.
2: Are we writing that
4: off to injury? Injury recovery? I mean, we wrote it off to, there are people still trying to write that off to Michael Gallup. And, and I mean, I think that it's tough that you, that, that was compounded by the fact that Terrence Steele was also coming off of injury and he was so important to your running game. Like, I think both of those things can be true. Now, does Tony Pollard look as explosive as he did in the past? No, he does no. not. He he definitely looked like he didn't have that same sort of burst. But I, I do think that if you're telling me he can come back for $4 million a year or if he wants more than that, if you can bring Dowdle back on a couple million and you go draft somebody, they are 100%. I think they are 100% in the top four rounds picking a running back. I I would hope it's not the first or the second. I would hope it's more like the third or fourth round. That's where depth Mm. usually is. That's where you can get some quality guys. But, I mean, I know that they are already kind of hunting running backs in the draft, and they're kind of assessing things. Running back is one of those positions like linebacker where it feels like they're always trying to just reset things a little bit, and they're always trying to have just, hey, let's bring somebody else new in here to just add for depth. Let's draft draft Deuce Vaughn. Let's get Malik Davis. They do it at
2: safety? Yeah. Running back?
4: Truckwick.com,
3: how the F can Tony Pollard say he can't run, but he still had a 1,000-yard season? S-T-F-U. It's like 58 yards a game. I mean, a 1,000-yard season means nothing anymore. There's 17 games. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's like not even close to – 58 if, to 65 yards a game is a 1,000-yard running If back. you watched – we already
2: took Emmett Smith's running back card. He lost it. If you I can go talk about the other football, like yesterday at the World Cup announcement. If you watched Tony Powell last year and thought that he looked anything similar or close to what he was before. You lose your football card. Yeah, Stop. I'm. So,
4: I, I'm sorry that there's somebody other the track, fan text who thinks that a thousand yard season is impressive in this day. <laughs> yeah. age. So I, like honestly, think about that. That's it. like he,
2: averaging thirty in the NBA. It, it's it's mm, fewer nothing. than
4: sixty yards rushing. It like we just were laughing at Deuce Vaughn and Hunter Lipke having fifty nine yards combined rushing last year. Okay, if Pollard gets that every game fifty nine yards, which we would all complain about, that is a thousand yard season. That's what it is now. So there we Payton, go. Peyton, below the belt, back
2: improvement. Let down? Uh, like a 4 out of 10. Well, yeah. That's all
4: right. Uh, you know what? Maybe tomorrow we can do the drunk drawer. How about that, Peyton? Like uh, you called Ooh. it on Friday. The uh, drunk, drawer. Uh, drunk drawer, that's right. Oh, by go. the way, real, real we'll quick. We'll be doing that Thursday. I bet. One, one second. One 10-second note since it is Super Bowl week. You mentioned a couple weeks ago. I mentioned this off the air to y'all. Scorigami, uh-huh. how you love that. Yes. That uh, This research note was on Reddit. Three times Scorigami has happened in a Super Bowl. All three times are Broncos' losses.
2: So, totally irrelevant for this game. Yeah, it has nothing to do with this game. Thank it's you. It's so hilarious. Awesome. What a Although, it's final ending. Ending.
4: Although
3: San Francisco was involved in one of them. There you go. Thank yeah, you, in RJ. In your
2: face, Sean. There you go. All right, speaking of Vegas, choppy as a preview. Odds for the fan host. Oh, yeah. Most likely yeah. superfluous. What it? Superlatives? Superlatives, yeah. Vegas superlatives. Most likely Vegas odds for the fan staff for our trip later on today. Next on Sean and RJ.